I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Ortiz finds it off center field. Damon run into the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but what? here comes a pizza. See it? This is our fucking city, and nobody going to dictate our city. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. Uh, I'm very confused. I'm very confused right now because for a number of reasons, it's just it's been a weird it's been a weird weekend. I, I we got a lot to discuss. Some of it's not going to have to do with baseball, but it's all relevant to the show. So if you listen to the show, you'll 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 enjoy this episode. I feel like uh, the first thing that I want to start with. I know that you think I'm going to start with Tyler on Friday. That's not where I'm going to start. Where I am going to start is uh, <laughs> this podcast for better. If you if you don't like it, so I don't fucking care. All right. We give you two hour podcasts twice a week. It's been a long weekend for a lot of people that are involved in the show. Uh, I'm going to set an alarm for one hour. And when that alarm goes off, the fucking show is over for one hour. <laughs> That's fair. Like we've spoiled, we've spoiled the audience with these two hour long episodes. I'll say like we, this show is built on 40 minute episodes and then Coley comes along and next thing you know, it's three hour episodes. So now two hour episodes feel like we're ending them early. Let's, how many games left, Tyler? 10 more. 10 games. All right. There's 10 fucking games left in this season. I, the Red Sox just got swept in a four game series by the Yankees. Do you really want us to break down the excess? Like, we'll get into it. We will talk about the series. We'll talk about baseball. There's a few things we want to talk about. But like, I just, I don't, I don't got, I don't think I have more than an hour in the tank. So here's what I'm going to do. How do you do it? You just say like, Alexa, send a timer for an hour. All right. Hey, Siri. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not Alexa. Hey, Siri. Set a timer for one hour. Okay. Clock's ticking. (laughs) Clock's ticking. One hour on the clock. Um, All right. So let's get right into it. Uh, We had our watch party on 
Friday oh. night, which again, I'm not going to start with Tyler. Thank you. Not, not going to start with Tyler. First order of business. How is Pat Light going to do what he did to our boy on Friday night and then not show up? Not just not show up, but he did not even respond to Jake's text message. Hey, who's in? I didn't expect to get a text from Pete because, spoiler alert, Pete was supposed to be there on Friday. The whole thing was, oh, I'm going to this wedding. Like He actually did go to the wedding, right, Pete? You went to the wedding? I didn't go to the wedding. The wedding is what? next Friday. The next wedding didn't is- fucking go to the oh. wedding? Come the, on. The wedding, what? Didn't, the wedding didn't what? happen on Friday. What? Pete. What? All right. Hold on. Hold on. I t- hold on. No, 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 no. Here's what happened. We have the live party, whatever the fuck you want to call it, at the casket flagon on Friday. I'm there. Jake's there. Tyler's there. Tyler's girlfriend's there. Pat Light's there. Everyone's having a great time. The whole time, for weeks, for weeks, Pete was like, I got this wedding. I can't be there. But he was like, well, I'm still going to show up. But I'm not going to tell him it's going to be this big surprise when I walk in the door like late at night. Like I'm not going to be there just for the start, but I'll be there later. I was like, all right, perfect. So it's like, I, I, I mean, Tyler was blackout drunk. I was pretty drunk. Like I kind of got away with a lot of the ridicule from the internet because I was very drunk by the end of the night. And I looked up and it was like 1130. I was like, wait a second. It's not even fucking here. Did I call you? I know I texted you, you did, and I said you, you FaceTimed me. You and Pat FaceTimed me and I didn't answer either one of them. But when Pat I do FaceTimed have- you, it was also me. Okay. So yeah. So you FaceTimed me twice from two yes. different phones. Yep. Okay. I didn't answer both of them. Uh, so here... I you did know that I the wedding was not on Friday because I that could be true. Yeah, I know it's definitely true because I told you like months ago. In my I, mind, though, it was it was on Friday. That's fair. Uh, the wedding I I initially said the wrong date for the wedding, and then um you said don't say anything because when you show up it'll be a surprise and people and would have been we'll, so happy and we'll just keep on with the bit and that was my plan. My plan was to show up later on in the night because I was going to a concert that night, but the concert was in Boston. I was like, I'll just go down the street. What concert? Uh, af- what? What concert? Father John Misty. Who the fuck is that? Do you know the Fleet Foxes? No. All right. Well, he plays the drummer in the Fleet Foxes. He is a singer songwriter now. He is Tyler, tremendous. do you know the Fleet Foxes? The fuck Fleet no. Foxes. Uh, never heard of them. No. Jake? I don't think they're real, to be honest. <laughs> no, I think wow. Pete's making up bands to get Father out of- Father John Misty is an icon. I was going to go to the show. Wrong. And I was going to go down the street after the show and uh, surprise <clears throat> everybody at the cask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what happened was I got way too high and way too <laughs> drunk. And I was, I just had- to At the concert? Home. Yeah. Well, I got wait, drunk after the concert. Wait, where was the concert? It was at the pavilion. Where the fuck is that? That's Seaport. You were like a 15 minute Uber away yeah. and you couldn't. Oh, I'm too drunk to show up at the place where everyone is fucking drunk. It wasn't. What it wasn't a terrible me. excuse. Pete. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't, my it wasn't, God. It wasn't. Oh, the my drinks. God. Oh, my God. Too Pete, high. Do you understand that? Like what you just said was like. Oh, uh, I was going to show up to your pool party, but I was in the shower and I was just too wet <laughs> to show up. 
You're I understand fucking, that, no, it, you're I understand that it sounds you're ridiculous asshole. and it probably would have been fine, but I was I'm too, too high. drunk to show up to a fucking name redacted watch it party the, at a it bar. Was the, it was the it was the high. The so high, was, what? That's when the social anxiety kicks in and meeting two thousand new people while being stoned <sighs> out of your mind is it just sounds absolutely horrible to me. Oh. So I was like, I no. I'm, I just got to go home. No, people would have been so happy to see you. I'm, sh- I'm sure they would have. I, I would have been not so have been happy, happy to, to be you. in a gigantic crowd. And I, w- I was disappointed that I g- had to miss Tyler's fucking fiasco. Okay. Yeah. I- I'll be honest. The amount of people that came up to me asking where Pete was, more than five, like close to 10. <laughs> Of, the, <laughs> 10. of people that were like everybody's here where's pete you know have you seen pete? him has he been in and out i was like mm-hmm. I, I, we're hoping we're hoping he's gonna make an appearance and i bet Eventually, you more people would have asked because people that listen to the show know that you had a wedding right that's exactly why I, that's mm-hmm. why i'm i'm very glad that we didn't that we didn't change the bit we kept the bit going that i was going to a wedding because if i had been people like outright been if I had been outright like I'll be there and then I just didn't show up, I would have felt bad about it. But I did say that I wasn't going. So Jesus, dude. I am disappointed that I missed it. But it oh, was for, yeah. it was a real self-preservation yeah. kind of thing for me. Yeah. You should be. And you should also, because we have an hour to do this show, uh, you should also be disappointed if you've missed out on all the NFL action in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? That's a great question. And to make things sweeter, you could throw down on stepped up same game parlays once once per game all season long. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, uh, when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that is promo code Jared. Once again, J-A-R-E-D. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, I got to ask Tyler this question. First of all, how are you? I'm okay. So if you no, hear my voice, I know, I know it, it's wait problematic. A Your voice is gone. I still haven't got it back. Like it's <laughs> like very weak. It was really bad yesterday. Like I went out for my mom's birthday. Like yeah. we had a whole dinner. Happy birthday to your mom. Shout out my mom. Does she I listen? could barely talk. She does, does she listen actually. All right. Happy birthday to your mom. Thank God you. God bless Thank her you. for making it through that. The uh, some of the previous segments that we've gotten gone through. I, try, oh, yeah. I tell her which ones to ignore, and she <laughs> she's usually pretty good about yeah. that. Um, but I don't know my voice. I don't know if I have vocal fry. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't realize I was screaming as much as apparently I was screaming. screaming. Mm-hmm. I thought I was talking to everybody. The you whole had, night. you had a lot of Chris Farley going on. I guess it, like I you're, don't. You're enunciating by digging deep. 
<laughs> and like shaking people and grabbing yeah. people and like yeah. i'm the least touchy person like i'm usually like very laid back like uh-huh. very chill yeah. and i'm just watching videos of me <laughs> shaking you jared like scared like you look like you're concerned no and i, I just, was i was uh <laughs> my that facial expression i can tell you what that facial expression was it was uh um think of it as like going into Dodger Stadium in 2018 knowing that you're going to win the World Series like that kind of thing and then seeing mm-hmm. it that's what it was it was like yeah like you know Tyler thought you could hang on on a pat light drinking night and like just seeing the results like that quickly I was like yeah like no like that <laughs> we saw exactly what we came to see that's I, it was a very rewarding <laughs> feeling I'll be honest. I really thought like halfway through the game, like around 830, I was like, this is no problem. Like I'm feeling fine. I'm doing great. And then around the fifth or sixth shot, everything just kind of got a little fuzzy. (laughs) And like I'd go, I'd be talking to someone and then Mm -hmm. a couple minutes would pass, but I didn't really realize it. I'd be in the bathroom like I got tweets. Someone saying I was just staring at myself (laughs) in the reflection in the men's bathroom. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I went wrong or what went wrong, but even though Pat's he not trusted here, I, have Pat to, I did, and I'll bow down to him. It, it's uh-huh. a different level. Yeah, I, I'm not an alcoholic, but I was that night, mm-hmm. or whatever I tweeted out on Twitter. Echoic. I don't even listen. <laughs> I, it looked right to me. It looked yeah. right when I was trying to type out those pull hose homers tweets. I could barely get them out. Mm-hmm. It was a hard time. Yeah. Uh, I felt like uh, the next morning when I woke up and I checked Twitter, like I felt like I was like that uh, Arrested Development clip where he opens the bag that says "Dead Dove," and he's like, oh, "I didn't, I didn't, don't know what I expected because I knew that Tyler was going to get absolutely shit faced in Pat's presence." Yeah, uh, but like I still didn't expect to see the videos that I saw the next morning. <laughs> just Tyler, just like bouncing around and just clutching onto Jared and trying to shake the fucking life out of him. I was like, I can't hear a single thing being said in this video, but I feel like I can hear Tyler scream about FIP and just shaking Jared at the cask. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was quite the side. I mean, Tyler was basically like my little like Tamagotchi all night because I kept checking. Like instead of like checking to see how much life he had left, I was like, Tyler, how many? And he was like, five beers. Six shots. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, and how much time? He's like, hour and a half. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and periodically, like, and I'm, I'm, once I, uh, because, you know, people are coming up and having these conversations. The second that I walked in, conversations started. Like, there was no point. Like, I showed up at 6 30. Uh, the game was at seven. But the second that I walked into the door, it was like, this conversation moves to this conversation, moves to this conversation, moves to this conversation. Like, there was never a point where I w- wasn't talking to someone. So I had to have, like, Jimmy Stewart from 98.5 The Sports Hub texted me because he knew, like, when I, when I get hangry, I'm a bad time. If I'm hungry and it's like, I wanted to eat at seven, but now it's nine, like, you can just, there, there's some sort of mathematical equation that you can put into that. Be like, all right, Jared's really fucking pissed off right now because of how hungry he is. So Jimmy texted me and he was like, steak tips, medium rare, mashed potatoes. I was like, yeah, it, that's a great friend. To a, a, to be able to identify that I'm pissed off because I haven't eaten yet and he knows that I want to and B, to know exactly what I want to eat. So he fucking puts in the order and they bring it over. And I'm again, just like fucking, I'm standing up 
cutting the steak tips, talking to people and like I'm eating and then people are like, hey, can I get a picture? I'm like, yeah, hold on, let me just finish <laughs> swallowing this steak tip first. So I'm, I'm eating, but like haven't missed a beat in the night. We're like, we're still, we're talking to people, we're hanging out, we're, we're doing all this. But once those steak tips went down, I was like, now I have to catch up to Tyler. Uh, so I had, I had a blue moon because I was like, I mean, is this is a blue moon event, gotta have a blue moon. But Pat Light's here. So I, I, I'm, I knew the path. I knew the strategy. Tyler did not. Tyler no, did not have the blueprint. None. I have been in the octagon with Pat Light before. Uh, I've lost a couple of times, but now I know how to beat the game. Uh, so what I can compare my Friday night to is like a cat. Like when cats, when cats get really hurt, they're not going to die right there. Like if, if a cat gets hit by a car, they're not going to die right there in the street. They're going to like lick their wounds. They're going to walk off into the woods or underneath a porch and they're going to die in a corner by themselves. That's what I did. Like Pat Light just kept bring- shots. Hey, tw- sh- how many? 20. All right, cool. So now we're up to, I mean, I think I counted 15-ish shots and I got out of there and I, I don't think anyone saw me and was like, that dude is very drunk. Like I, I play off, like when I'm drunk, I don't think that most people, the, the re, my best friends can tell when I'm drunk because I'm happy. I think people think that I'm happy all the time. I'm not. I'm miserable. I fucking hate going outside. I just hate all social situations. So if I'm happy and I look like I'm enjoying myself around a lot of people, I'm drunk. So the next day, I probably was right there with you, Tyler, in terms of hangover. I was... I was hurting until I don't think I felt like a human being until 7 p.m. the next day. That sounds about right on my end. Like, I'll be honest. I I told you guys off uh, before we start recording. I woke up at 4 a.m. I puked my brains out. Jared, you didn't hear this. But so, you know, when you wake up, sometimes, you know, you can choose if you're going to puke or you can't choose. (laughs) The minute I sat up, I knew I was going to puke. I go down the hall. I'm at my girlfriend's place. She lives with her family. I'm just puking for like 30, 45 minutes, like violently, like just not a good scene. Family's coming down the hall. Is he okay? Tyler, you are right. Do you need anything? Oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. You were in a dark place. This is, this That's is me what on I look like. This that is, is like... bad. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> that's what it was. Like, that's yeah. what it was. Uh, and I tried to make it through. I ordered like the greasiest food. I ordered like a 20 piece chicken nugget right at 11 a.m. The minute McDonald's could give me some <laughs> chicken nuggets, 20 piece large fry didn't help. Didn't do anything. And I was dragging. I still feel like I'm dragging. I feel like I'm in a permanent hangover state. Yeah. And this is how just where I am how, now. How would you rate your experience? Tyler? Oh, 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. I this that is not me. I do not go out like that. I do not drink heavy in general. Same. The amount of texts I got I'm from still people, Gatorades. <laughs> respect. The amount of texts I got from people who were not at that event, 98.5 people, hometown people that were just like Tom Morgan Dude. asked me if you're still alive. I was like, I don't think so. Uh, it, like they were legit like, what the fuck happened to you? So like clowning on me. He's like, you embarrass yourself. You're an embarrassment to the sports of. <laughs> I'm sports like, of- I'm trying, bro. I, like, I went out and I gave it my all. And I mm-hmm. can say I left it all out on the court. That's all you I did. can say. You did. And, and, and what did I say to you today? I said, Tyler, listen, <clears throat> the Red Sox are in last place. Just imagine what it's going to be like if the Red Sox have a good baseball team. 
and we're able to do a live show somewhere like that. Like that's I, I live for that high. That that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is I'm one day closer to the next time that we as a podcast get to do a live show before a Red Sox playoff game. Because th- those were I mean, there's you can't you can't buy that. You can't buy that shot in the arm or you can, but you're you're putting yourself at a great risk <laughs> health-wise. Uh to do it naturally. I mean, it it those are the circumstances. Red Sox playoff game live show, the fans of of this podcast going nuts. Uh so like having having the the turnout was awesome. I I say it before every single like live show or watch party that we do. I, I'm like, I don't know. There might be 10 people there. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know what to expect. And especially this year, like we've done, we've done uh, this podcast during bad seasons, but I don't think we've ever tried to put on an event during a bad season, especially at the end of said bad season. I think that's the first time we've ever done that. <clears throat> like the, uh, the, the first live shows we did were during the 18 playoffs. Then we did one in the middle of 19. The Red Sox still had a chance, I think. And then we did one last summer at Kowloon where obviously the Red Sox made the playoffs. So like this was the first one was like, hey, they're out of it and they're in last place. They And they kind of suck and there's nothing worth watching besides uh, Aaron Judge breaking a home run record. Like that, that was the drawing point. But uh, the name redacted listeners showed up. Um, we all had a good time. Everyone... Everyone enjoy themselves. And we got to see Albert Pujols hit home run number 700, which was pretty cool. Uh, that, like, you know, the game and everything was great. Don't get me wrong. We're sitting there. Verdugo's home run watching Garrett Cole fucking have a hissy fit out on the field. We'll get on to that probably at some point. But the Pujols homer and all that stuff for that to all happen in one night. I don't know. It felt magical. It, it really did. And I'm right there with you. I had no idea what to expect in terms of people. By the end of the night, man, I was having trouble moving around. Yeah. Like, like it was packed in there. Yeah, one of the guys from uh, the cast came up at the end of the night and he was like, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the numbers would have been for a, a Friday night Red Sox on the road, but uh, they got a bump. And that's I love that. I love that uh, people showed up and it was noticeable to them. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I was I was sweating a little bit because this is the first like event that I'm doing for DraftKings. And I'm like, I don't want them to think that like I'm a fucking loser if no one comes to this thing. I I, I don't want to sound like a little whiny excuse maker if I'm like, well, the Red Sox are in last place, and like, you know, people. Is, I didn't want to do that, but I was fully prepared to be like, no, listen, like people really do like us. Just, it's just the team's really bad, <clears throat> but uh, the turnout ended up being great. Uh, the only thing that really could have gone right that didn't go right was peak got high. <laughs> I apologize. I would say it'll never happen again, but I guarantee it's going to happen again yeah. probably soon. Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had fun. I had fun. And I'm glad I'm glad that uh, was that you, Jake, that took that video of the 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 Pat moment where he ordered the 20 shots after pools. Yeah, all time. That, that was the that was the video of the night. Pools at 700. Pat Light just turns around to the bartender and goes, Shots, shots, 20. <laughs> and that was essentially what he was doing every 15 minutes. So, yeah, I think uh, one, once I got to like shot number four or five, that's when I was feeling a little loose. And then every time, every time I would make eye contact with Pat, I'd be like, shots. 
and then he would actually order them. I was joking, but he's like, all right, yeah, yeah, 15. So that was that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we got to start, start off on that note because the Red Sox just got swept in a four-game series against the New York Yankees. Uh, and I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I, 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 like I tweeted people, I, I got called a fake fan. I got called a fake fan tonight. Um, tonight? Be, yep. <clears throat> uh, because after the, the Rob Ref Snyder drop fly ball in the rain, which led to a run to make it 2 nothing. I tweeted, if this game actually mattered, I would be furious right now. <laughs> and someone responded and said, fake baseball fan, every game matters. Oh, my God. See, and these are the same people that when you get excited about something will tweet you, last place, why do you care? None of these games matter. Yep. It's so fucking annoying. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't think that makes you, I mean, anyone, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure we're at the point now where you, you can't call me a fake fan. Like, I'm sitting here I watching mean, everyone. If you're fucking- watching the games, it's it's credit enough where it's due. Like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I did so, catch the. Uh, I did catch the ref Snyder uh, <laughs> errors tonight, and I will say, it, it's a step in the right direction for this franchise because every other time an outfielder has missed a fly ball, he just had no clue where it was. So at least Robbie Ref Snyder out there. Knew where it was. It was approached boring. it with confidence. Yeah, just didn't make the catch. <laughs> Do you know, like, like I'm not gonna make excuses, but here's here's an excuse. Uh, if it is pouring so hard, and the stadium lights are reflecting off the wall of water, he probably looked up into the sky and just saw like a white blanket, and the ball just happened to hit him. Uh, I, the fact that it, he even got close to it is impressive to me. Yeah, for, should have just called him out for that. Like, wow, yeah. he got he got his glove on it. <laughs> he got his dick on it. That's an out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I don't, obviously, I don't actually care. Like, I think people like how many how many outfield bloopers have there been this year? A billion. That's and, not making the list. So, shout out to Rob Ref Snyder. I think it's going to make the list just because, I mean, people will remove the context from it. Like, if you're just showing every outfield blunder by the Boston Red Sox in 2022, that's undoubtedly making the list. But oh, man. Like, if you were to isolate only, it. Twitter videos can only fit like two and a half minutes. So not if you have Twitter blue. It's true. Ref Snyder just got to hope that somebody with, without Twitter blue is making that blooper reel. Can I ask you a question, Pete? I feel like you, you're probably the only person that would know the answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> what what is what is super follow? Why do people have that? Uh, I don't know. You uh, people like sucker other people into paying them money for like worse tweets. Wait, so you have to pay to super follow somebody? Yeah. What? It's like a buck yeah. ninety nine or something, right? What? Yeah. yeah, it's like you subscribe to their super follows or whatever, and you pay money for it. What? Yeah. I don't know. Is that like it, it's, is that like a part of Twitter blue? No idea. I've seen a couple of people like t- someone. I th- did Hurley have a super follow like as a joke? Maybe. I don't know. But like I've, I've seen, seen people I've seen that several people are, have it, but I like don't. Will Middlebrooks has it right now. Yeah, I think I, Ellie has I it. Lo- I love. Will Middlebrooks, I can't imagine what Will Middlebrooks has to offer on a super follow for me. Oh, Maybe so I can, I can answer video. this question. Do you super follow Will Middlebrooks? I do not. I don't super follow anyone. Come on, okay. please have some respect for me. 
Okay. Uh, personalized video responses to baseball questions. First dibs on merch releases, merch giveaways, one-on-one interaction, insight, and discussion. That's uh, Will the has merch. Point. Apparently, I, I would wear. I wouldn't wear like a jersey. I think those days are done. But if if Will Middlebrooks had merch, I would one thousand percent wear that. I would Mi- too. I love Will, and I think that if Will put out merch he's got like good enough fashion that it would probably look good he's very dapper yeah i'm guessing it's for the po- his pod wake and rake Maybe yeah that's where it comes from yeah him and danny vietti yes two co- two former colleagues of mine really did yes, you ever meet yes, danny sports yeah let's get will jake book will Millbrooks on it <clears throat> i want him up I think the last time I, I people were like, why, why don't you have Will Middlebrooks on? I'm like, there's been times that I've asked and I, I, I don't know that like CBS likes to share. I think they're one of those places. Nah, they, they'll be fine. Really? Yeah. All right. All right, Jake, book Will Middlebrooks. How do we get on to, oh, the super fall. I still don't get it. But I mean, I guess that explains it a little bit. You don't need to get it. Just I don't know want it. Just yeah, just know that it's it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it a buck ninety nine a month or ever? It's like a one time fee. I think per month. Oh wow, it's four ninety nine a month for Will's, and it and it offers what? You get one on white or one on one baseball insight and discussion merch giveaways. So what does that mean? Responses. I get to call him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can tweet him and he'll answer you. I guess. Oh, and join live GameCast when available. So he... I wish he was still awake right now. I'd just fucking call him and put him on. Let me... Can I just call him? Right, I'm going to text him right now. And see hit him like, at 1153. Be like, why do you have super follows? <laughs> apparently, you get a nice little badge, too, if you do it. Like some way to show it on your profile that you're paying to super follow them. I, uh, I did see that like Twitter was possibly like removing that feature that tells people when like you're a super follow of other pages because users were getting embarrassed that they were identified as super follows <laughs> on certain people's pages I guess. yeah so like if i don't know if it works this way anymore but like if you follow if you follow will middlebrooks and like one of his super follows replies to his tweets it'll say like this user is a super follower of Will Middlebrooks. Oh, so they're just like, uh, Twitter is calling out the simps. Yeah, Twitter's like, check out this <laughs> fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Soup. <laughs> yeah, and I think that some people were, because uh, I believe that super followers are often used for like OnlyFans type deals as ah. well. And so like people were like responding to accounts and being identified as like a super follower. <laughs> And it was like, this person's horny. Like, Check oh, them out. Pete Abe, super follower of Jenna Jameson. Wow. <laughs> shocking. Shocker. And in this corner, we have a horny simp. <laughs> yeah. I bet you he is a super follower to, to OnlyFans girl. How many OnlyFans subscriptions do you think Pete Abe has? Over, under 55 and a half. Over, heavy over. <laughs> I guarantee you it's the over. Guarantee. 
Is he? You think he's one of those guys that wakes up in the morning and sends like the only good morning messages? Yeah, morning, good morning, princess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Emojis and all. Yeah. Here's a ten dollar tip to start your day. Hope you use it to get a coffee. Keep the change. Yeah. <laughs> King of the simps. Pete Abs. I'll never let him dumb. live that down. I'll never let him live that down. When he twenty sixteen or seventeen, when he tweeted out a picture of a girl's ass. <laughs> But it was a screenshot of a video. It was a girl on Instagram was like dancing and like shaking her ass. And he like froze frame it when it got to the ass part. And then he accidentally tweeted the picture. And then he was like, whoops, don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> changing my password. Got hacked. And then if, you looked, then if you looked at his Instagram, he was following that model on Instagram. <laughs> How did this happen? Idiot. <clears throat> What? How did my dick get here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All time shithead. It's crazy. <laughs> Blue moon, baby. Woo! <laughs> the baseball and beer go hand in hand. Blue moon is the perfect playoffs companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion and color, iconic orange slice ritual and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark in the blue uh, at the blue uh, at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From a playoff berth to a World Series championship, a Blue Moon guarantees a one of a kind beer experience every single time. Uh, the Blue Moons were flowing on Friday night. Shout out to Blue Moon for sponsoring the watch party that we had at the Cask and Flag on Friday night. Uh, Pitcher after pitcher after pitcher of Blue Moon was coming up to the table that we had. Shout out Table 11. Uh, put down a lot of Blue Moons on Friday night. Uh, thank you to Blue Moon for being there. The reps were there. They're really cool people. Looking forward to continuing our relationship with Blue Moon going into the offseason and into the 2023 baseball season. Um, and also, Blue Moon is a sponsor of uh, Like a Pro on Nesson, Nesson 360. So I don't, did I tell you, did I break this news yet that I'm going to be in the booth? Did I, say, I feel like I did. Did I not? Did I not? I did. I did not. I did. But I don't recall this. All right. We'll get to this after the blue moon. Uh, kind of teases but, that. But they are also the sponsor of uh, Like a Pro on Nesson 360. Episode one came out on Thursday. Episode two comes out this coming Thursday. And I believe that's also the same day that I'll be in the booth. Anyways, with Will, with, with Will Middlebrooks. Why is his name so hard to say? I swear to God, I'm sober. I'm just like in a good mood. Uh, from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian White is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can just get something when you can get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared to see your uh, delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared. Blue Moon, made brighter, celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. 
New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop just in case uh, for uh, for job purposes. But there were two girls that were at the watch party, and they're dressed two? very they're dressed very nicely. And I saw them, and I was like, "There's no way that they are here for this." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "They must have come here on the wrong night," and uh, like they thought that they were gonna have like a nice little. Like evening at the Cask and Flagon, and then they just ran into the Pat Light fucking bulldozer. <laughs> so uh, they they ended up like they were having like a dinner off in the corner, and then they came over eventually, and they they were hanging out like kind of where we were, like our table was. And eventually, they came up to say hi, and they were they were there for the party. So one of the girls, uh, she had to, I believe, I can't remember if she had to be at work at seven. I think she had to be at work at seven. Uh, which meant getting up at like 5.30. So, Pat Light, the Pat Light Vortex, the Pat Light Tornado, he just continues to buy shots. And if you're around the table, Pat Light would be like, all right. And he has like this math equation for it. He would be like, you know, if there's three people, you buy five. If there's five people, you buy eight. If there's 10 people, you buy 15. So, they happen to be in the Vortex. So Pat Light is just, you know, buying shots or whatever. And this poor girl, I mean, I think they wanted to leave at like 10, 1030. And then they went down with the ship. Like they were there. They were there until until the party ended. So shout out to them for uh, first of all, coming. Second of all, uh, <laughs> getting sucked up into the, the Pat Light vortex where, you know, once it hit, I, I try to warn people, listen, um, you know, it's once once Pat starts starts buying shots. uh you know, you're you're in for it. No one just goes home at ten o'clock. That's just not how that works, right, Tyler? A hundred percent right. And I will say that vortex <laughs> thing is so real. Like if you just get like swooped in, I was all the way at the back. Like I was sitting in a chair. I was next to the windows. Like mm-hmm. when I was there, I was pretty safe. But Pat would slowly bring me every single time. Tyler, come here. Tyler, come here. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get up there, and before I knew it, I was at the bar, and that's when things would get bad. That's when I'd be like, "All right, I've done three shots." I cannot feel my legs. I hear my girlfriend calling my name, but I'm not moving. And then eventually I'd get kind of pulled out. God bless the your problem girlfriend, is, by the way. The problem oh, is I've only, yeah. I've only encountered Pat at the bar once. But the problem is that he buys the shots without consent. And then oh, yeah. and then you, he's like, well, I have them here. What, are you going to not <laughs> yeah. drink them? What, am I going to pour this out? And he makes out? you seem like the asshole. Yeah, I've spent and it so works much every money time. on this. Right. So that's the problem is that he just buys and then he shoots and then asks questions later. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't ask questions. He tells you to drink it. <laughs> yeah. He always overbuys on the shots. It's like, well, I mean, there's eight people here. I have 15 shots. Like, you have to have at least one. You have to have two. <laughs> Help me out here. I'm really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I knew I knew it was bad for Tyler when uh, after he went home, I texted him to see if he was OK. And his girlfriend answered. <laughs> she had she had. I couldn't take my contacts out. I, like I could. She had to. She was like, just open your eyes. She just pulled them right out for me. I I lost ability to do things. Yeah, like, I was pretty useless by the time I got back to her place. Yeah. Yeah. It, listen, I, when you're sitting there and you're yelling at Pat Light, telling him that you believed <laughs> that in him, the best that, thing. that you thought that he I failed you, he let video. me down. 
Yeah. I knew it was bad. I couldn't yeah. believe you guys found that tweet. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> this is what I do. So I, I'm at, I'm, I'm watching Tyler and, and Pat interact maybe for the first time. And Pat is like, I, I want to know, like, cause he's fascinated by old tweets. Like the night that he, he pitched against the angels and got his shit rocked. Uh, he's like, we got to pull up these old tweets and see who was tweeting at me that night. And Pat goes up to Tyler. He's like, I bet you've probably like, you know, you're super into the Red Sox. You've definitely like talked shit about me. If like when I used to play, <clears throat> I pull up, I pull up the tweet and uh, Tyler Milliken on April 21st, 2015. So this is before Pat. This is like a year before Pat got called up. Pat Light is really showing some potential in the pen down in double A. Starting isn't for everyone. Maybe just a move to the pen is what he needed. So, kind of, not a bad take. There's, bad there's take. worse takes out there. <clears throat> not a bad take. Um, Got him to the big leagues. So I find this tweet because Pat's like, there's no way you didn't talk shit about me. And I showed him the tweet and Tyler just starts screaming <laughs> in Pat Light's face. I believed in you. <laughs> Actually, this is it right here. I don't even I don't know what this is going to sound like. But nobody <laughs> believed in you. I believed in you. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't believe that you didn't have a voice yesterday. <laughs> it's bad, dude. I like. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get to work tomorrow. Um, but it is what it is. Like, I, I was just saying, fuck you. Jake told me I, I said fuck you to him about a million times. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. That, that doesn't seem like me, but everyone confirmed it. So yeah. here I am. Yeah. Do you, how, how do you feel right now? Feel good? I'm weak. I'm definitely weak. I've been trying to drink water. I'm trying to How stay, bad were uh, your scaries yesterday? What'd you say? How bad were your scaries yesterday? Scaries? Define that. Just like the... Did you have like anxiety of like what you did? Oh, on- yeah. Okay. So the subreddit, I, you know, I wanted to see what people were saying, right? And they were like, mm-hmm. we need to start a support group for Tyler. Like we all been there and embarrass ourselves on social media. Listen, I, I never I didn't feel that embarrassed. I, I don't know if that says something about me and like where I'm at in my life, but I knew I was going to get fucked up. I knew I was going to have a good time. It didn't I didn't do anything like bad. I was more kind of just a disaster within myself, but everyone seemed happy and like it was a fun time. And that's all that mattered to me. As long as everyone else had fun, like I feel like I lived up to what I had to live up to. I feel like, yeah, I mean, like you said, you're like, I'm going to be the drunkest I've ever been in my life. And it, it, like, it was without a doubt. Like my girlfriend will tell you, she's never seen me like that. And we were coming up on five years. You followed through. And I mean, like everybody deserves one of those nights, like every once in a while. I mean, Jared got his uh, at the parade and like Jared was fucking hammered that day. And like everybody every especially when it's like an event like that's it fuck off like and i'll, I'll be you're, honest you're allowed was, to get one <laughs> exactly that was my first time like obviously i've worked at the sports hub but with covid and everything like i started working there in the middle of covid i've never even been to a sports hub event so this was the first time i had people coming up to me i knew it was really bad when people started buying me drinks it's like i can't say no to pat i definitely can't say no to these people giving me drinks mm-hmm. so i'm down in those and then like I don't know. I was just happy. I was meeting yeah, a bunch of I people mean, that were into the socks. Like it was, a I good don't time. think you have to feel bad about any of it because I don't think anybody was discouraging that. And it wasn't like an 
an appropriate scene for that. It was it, very appropriate yeah, for it. It wasn't like the Sports Hub Christmas party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll give credit. Jared and Pat and Jake were very good about checking in on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like at some point, like every 10 to 15 minutes, maybe someone would come over and be like, Tyler, you good? Like Jared would scream across and then everyone would just turn back and look at me. And they'd all make sure Jake was coming up. Jake's girlfriend was great. Checking in on Martha and me. Uh, Pat was good. Like what more can you ask for? It's not like I was left out there on a raft. And then I think when I started to hit my limit, I asked you guys, I was like, is it time? Like, is it time for me to wrap it up? And you guys were like, eh, probably like, yeah. you, you did your job tonight, kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to land the plane. <clears throat> and I got to leave on my own two feet. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I feel like that's a W for me. You're mm-hmm. still welcomed back at the cask and flag and anytime. Yeah. You want. <laughs> yeah. They didn't, they didn't kick you out. They didn't kick I, you out. I heard from some that I was teetering the line, but I didn't go over the line and that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, also, I do want to shout out. You mentioned Jay Stu earlier. Yeah. Jay Stu was so good when I first got there. I, I was a little anxious. I was trying to get comfortable. He like kind of kept me cool. He got me, got some drinks in me. Yeah. Kind of got me used to the setting. Was great looking after Martha as I wandered off and was doing whatever bullshit I was doing. So, Jason was a great hype man. The best, the greatest. <laughs> he was hyping me up to everybody. What more could you ask for? He's been my hype man since like 2011. I've known Jason for a long time. <clears throat> That's what he told. Like, I met Jason working as a fill in on Felger and Maz, uh-huh. and he's done the same thing for me. Any chance he gets to like, say you're a good guy or introduce you to someone you should be introduced to. He's willing to do it. And he's yeah. coming off surgery on top of it. Like yeah. He's been out and he's out here representing name a better fucking friend than that. Uh, yeah. in, the, in the early days of section 10, you were sick one episode and he was the guest and he brought you chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jay Stu. Yeah. Yeah. My first time ever behind uh, a radio station's glass was because he, he had me come in like off of like Twitter. He's like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I follow this fucking Red Sox dude. He wants to check it out. So here, come on in. So I went back there uh, and he was like, he's like, if you have any sample work, like I can like pass it around, this and that. And I was like, I don't know. I just write a blog, dude. <laughs> it's like, I've never been on radio. And like podcasts didn't exist back then. 2011. Fucking kidding me. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <clears throat> Jay Stu's a real one. And uh, yeah, when he said he was coming, I texted him a picture of... Uh, you know, like the, I know you guys aren't wrestling fans, but everyone knows this match when the Undertaker throws mankind off the hell in a cell. So they throw him off the cell and then they put him on a stretcher and then they roll him like up the ramp and then he rolls off the stretcher and he starts walking back to the ring and he's like fighting off the fucking doctors. So like, like JC was like, I'm coming to the watch party and I sent him a picture of Mick Foley, like fighting off the doctors to like get back into the <laughs> ring. <laughs> So yeah, he was he uh he went down with the ship too. He was he was there until the end of the night. It was a good time. He, I wish I wish Zoe was there. Why wasn't fucking Zoe? Was he traveling? Were were the Patriots at home today? They were home. They where the all fuck they, was Zoe? I don't know. Beetle, Zoe, Tom. Tom was supposed to be there originally, so he was gonna come with me that night. Well, Beetle's got young kids, right? Exactly. So yeah. he gets kind of caught in the middle there. And I woke up and they were just all shit talking me. By the time I woke up that morning, they had had enough. And I'm guessing I'll pay for it on radio tomorrow. Beetle only lives, leaves his house for John Mayer at this stage. I've never seen someone love John Mayer so he much. He loves Pete, John Mayer. I, I know John you. Mayer. Are you we, also? I mm-hmm. love John Mayer as well. <clears throat> yeah. So when John Mayer was here recently, he was here for multiple nights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Beetle was there multiple nights, and there's a picture of him in the, 
he was in the first <laughs> row and you just see Beetle having oh, the yeah. time of his life oh, in the first row. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't get it like that, but I, I would. No, Beetle is like the John Mayer super fan. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. I, in 2010, I think uh, I was like dating a girl and on Valentine's Day, I got her John Mayer tickets, but it was really for me. She's wow. like, thanks. I mean, I don't really like John Mayer, but I was like, oh, man, but it was, you know, lots of love songs, you know, this fucking Valentine's Day present. So shut up. We're having like a sort of a John Mayer renaissance these days. People are in on Mayer again. When were they ever out? When Taylor People Swift tried to cancel for a while because he was just like, they're like, oh, the body is your Wonderland guy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he was what like a me him. Yeah, and like no. he also like kind of got lightly canceled a little for a little bit because of Taylor Swift. No, not for that. He uh, said the N word in a uh, a Playboy interview, I believe. What? Yeah, I did not see that. Yeah, he was like, um, then like the Taylor Swift stuff came out, and the Carrie P- Katy Perry stuff came out, and he like took a few years off. What Katy Perry stuff? Uh, he cheated on Katy Perry. Oh, and, I don't like, care about like, that. Whole, I don't like, care about that. Ordeal. Celebrities. I mean, if you care about like celebrities cheating, like shut up. No, but it, that was kind of like the thing with John Mayer, though, is that like he like always like talked about how he could never find love and blah, blah, blah. And then it seemed but, like, like he was that's so a gimmick, baby. And then, <laughs> like the, he's playing the role of like, ah, I can't find love. So that all the girls Dude, like, oh, he's, I'll love you. Yeah, and then they, he's America's yeah. ex-boyfriend. He's I mean, like that. He's John like Mayer, the perfect, I can John, fix you guys. John Mayer is the ultimate fuck boy. And anyone who thought otherwise is naive and stupid. Like the, the entire time John Mayer is singing songs about like, oh, I can't get a girl. Oh, yeah. The fucking the most sought out after penis in America. Okay. He's no one's fucking that guy. You kidding me? If you fall for that, you're an idiot. You're an it's, idiot. It's, it's his brand. It's like he's uh, he's the hopeless romantic or whatever. Yeah. And it's like I didn't actually say those things. I just wrote songs about it. You guys bought it. Like, sorry. <laughs> sorry for following up. <laughs> Christ. John Mayer. He runs. Yeah. I love him. <clears throat> Haven't seen him in a long time, though. Actually, he was in that bachelor party that Roan was in when... So I have this tattoo. I can't really do it on. I don't know. Whatever. I have a tattoo on my shoulder <clears throat> that is in CM Punk's handwriting. And I got that handwriting. It's, it's lyrics from his first entrance theme in WWE. And CM Punk was in a bachelor party with Roan and John Mayer. So that's a wild bachelor wow. party. Yeah. Yeah. So when Roan got that my tattoo written for me, that's when he also met John Mayer in this bachelor party. I would have seen that might have been. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Phil Brooks and, and John Mayer just yucking it up in the streets of Chicago. I've met CM Punk. When? Oh yeah, he's a big hockey fan. Big that, hockey that doesn't guy, surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Where'd you meet him? Uh at one of the All Star games, I want to say. When is like the All Star game? I did game? like a video video with him. Where was it? What? You yeah, did, did a like video a video with him? Yeah, I did a video with him. I believe I was with like CBS at the time. About hockey, I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah. Good guess. So my goal, <clears throat> my goal, uh, when, when I'm retired, maybe not when I'm retired, but like close to retirement, I want to do a podcast with CM Punk, but it's only about horror movies. Like we just talk about horror movies because he... So we have like this weird like three-way interest thing going on where 
he's a wrestler who loves baseball and horror movies. And I'm a baseball guy who loves wrestling and horror movies. So I get sick of talking about baseball sometimes. He gets sick of talking about wrestling. But we, the last time that I interviewed him, we literally just did like an hour just on horror movies. Like me, Robbie, and, and CM Punk. So I think it would be cool to just do a podcast where we like watch a horror movie and then talk about it after. And I bet you he'd be... So he also, in, in addition to just loving horror movies, he's, he's acted in like a couple since, since leaving WWE. Uh, so I don't know. He, he follows me on Twitter. And this is a guy that does not like a lot of people. He follows me on Twitter. And I think it's because of the baseball. He's, you have to, like, he has 2.7 million followers and he's, he's wrestled with, worked with, interacted with thousands and thousands of people. He follows 353 people and I'm one of them. And I think it's because of our connection over horror movies. So I would love to pursue that at some point and be like, hey, uh, I know that you're, you're sick of wrestling and all that. Let's, let's just do a, let's do a horror movie podcast. I'm going to pitch that to him. I will say CM Punk made me lose a lot of money back when he was in the UFC. Uh, I bought into all the hype when mm-hmm. he like, obviously he was yeah, a wrestler. He can sell a show. Like he yeah. made me believe in him in the journey that everyone shitted on CM Punk. The whole MMA community thought he was a clown crapping all over him or whatever it was. Obviously it didn't work out for him, but when he fought Mickey Gull, that's for his second fight. I was like, Oh, this CM Punk is going to be the guy to do it. He will be like Brock Lesnar, but, you know, more technical and find a different way to win. And then he got like choked out in like two minutes and I lost my first really bad sports bet. Hmm. I think I won my first ever sports bet. It was, uh, (laughs) it was uh, Kane beating Randy Orton (laughs) at WrestleMania 28. 27 or 28, I want to say. It was in 2012. So I think, yeah, so that would have been 20. You can bet on wrestling. Like, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not like a poo poo wrestling kind of guy. Yeah. But it is just like funny that you can like bet on the outcome of a scripted thing. It's, it's, it's choreographed. It's predetermined. It's not scripted. That's what, that's essentially the same thing. You can bet on a predetermined thing. Well, I guess it's like not really any different than like betting on like the outcome of like the Oscars or something or the election or whatever. Yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's not scripted. Because they call it in the ring a lot of times. Like, you don't know what's going to happen in the, in the actual match. But the, the finish is predetermined. Choreographed, we prefer in the biz. Okay. As I am uh, not an employee of WWE, but I'm part of the family now. So, I saw that <clears throat> on all the pay-per-views. Did you see that, Pete? I did not. Oh. You didn't? No. Oh, okay. What is what happened? WWE. Hmm. WWE now. I've been on the paper use. Blast two. I'll be on the next one too. So it's gonna be uh Roman Reigns versus the Logan Fall in Saudi Arabia. That's the main event. Can't wait to fire this up after this fucking how much time we get left. <clears throat> By my estimation, about like seven minutes. Yeah, nine minutes. Okay. We got about wow. ten. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about CBDMD. 
Because we got a new sponsor, a late season call-up, if you will. CBDMD, the leaders in hempy, hemp-based. Why can't I fucking read tonight? I've never fucked up. Uh, Jake, have Still I ever drunk. fucked up an ad read before? I think it's... This is probably the worst night so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what back. it is? It's, it's the pressure of beating the clock. Yeah. It changes everything. Yeah, you're right. They are the leaders in hemp-based CBD and Delta 9 THC products. These guys have everything you could possibly need to just straight up feel better. And their latest breakthrough is Delta 9 THC. These sneaky innovators found a way to get these Delta 9 THC products shipped directly to your door. Now, some restrictions may apply because of course they do. So check your local laws before purchasing. But I'm telling you, this stuff is the real deal. They've got gummies packed with 10 milligrams of THC. Perfect for winding down after watching the Red Sox blow yet another lead. They don't, when Do they even have a lead in this series, Tyler? Oh, yeah. What? We had the... Oh, my God. I was in a fucking hungover haze on Saturday. I have no recollection of that game. Yeah, that game, Verdugo tied it. But what? The night before? the Or the extra innings game. Thursday four, night. 4-3. Three. 4-3. Oh, three, Ryan Brazier does Ryan Brazier things, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, too. They were up early before they gave that one up. Nick Pavetta can't pitch against an AL East team. Two home runs every Especially the Yankees. Right. Nine ERA against the Yankees this year. It's bad. Grow up. And all the other fucking teams in the AL East, by the way. Uh, 10 milligrams sound like a lot. CBDMD has you covered with their microdose soft gels, which is one milligram of THC. These little guys pack a punch that's perfect for all day support whenever and wherever you need it the most. Don't get all caught up in the technicalities. This is the same THC that you've come to know and love over the years, just extracted from hemp. Uh, I will be having a few of these and, along with my uh, my SIGs after this podcast is over when we pop in some of the 10 milligrams uh to learn more about delta 9 and everything else cbdmd has to offer just head to cbdmd.com once again that is cbdmd.com for information education and the best damn gummies that you've ever had must be 21 years or older to purchase delta 9 um do we want to talk about the series anything that stand out i mean brian bayo uh he just continues to look like like the future, uh, I actually like. I'm genuinely very excited for Brian Bayo. The fact that he was stomping around in the mound because people kept calling time, and he he just like they kept giving him baseballs that he didn't want to use. I was like, this guy's got some fuck you to him. It's not just the giddy up with with 98 that he has and his changeup that just will run in on the hands of a right handed hitter. Like he's got the stuff and it's electric, but he also has the fuck you, and you need that to to encapsulate everything that puts together a superstar pitcher, which Pedro Martinez is already saying, I could see this guy winning the Cy Young Award. And uh, I mean, I think it's because he gets to work with them. So that's part of it. But I mean, the stuff is undeniable. You had Barry Bonds like on the broadcast, him and Roger Clemens like raving about Brian Bayo and being like, this guy is like the future. Like he is the next guy. You look at this month alone, we've had nothing to root for really. It's really him and Casas. Those are the best things going on. He has a 165 ERA in the month of September. That's five starts right now. Really going all the way back to the end of July, it's like a mid-two ERA. And he's pitched against the Yankees a couple times now. He's not breaking down. We saw how horrible the Babbitt look was at the beginning of the year or when he first really got called up to join the Red Sox. It's all coming together. This is why you went this route of bringing him up because now it's not a conversation. He's in the rotation to start next year. He is without a doubt going to be one of your best, you know, three starters. And I think we'll see him take it to another level. He's just figuring it out as he goes. And it's like every start, you see a little bit more of it come together. And the stuff is as nasty as it is. Now he's incorporating a curveball that he was working on with Rich Hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. 
They said that on like, the broadcast, right? They were like, yeah, Rich Hill is teaching Bayo a curveball. <laughs> like, okay. If a couple weeks ago, like legit, they were in the dugout and Rich Hill was like showing him kind of the arm angle and some of the different stuff he does with it. If he can add something like that to his mix, you're talking about a guy. He's going to be a front of the rotation kind of guy. This guy will be the best Red Sox young pitcher slash prospect to come up since Clay Buckholtz. He will have, I think he has a chance for an even better career than that, but that I think he's going to have that kind of longevity here, at least throughout, you know, his team control. That makes me excited. <clears throat> that makes me really excited because I've seen or slash heard a lot of Red Sox fans say, and maybe I've joined this group, but I, I, I take it back. Uh, you know, it sucks that they're out of it and there's nothing to really watch either. Bayo day. It's worth watching. It's worth tuning in for. It is something that, uh, if you are a Red Sox fan and you're a 162 guy, 162 girl, and you're still tuning in, you're trying to find reasons to give a shit, Bayo Day is one of them. And I think that he proved that again tonight, even though obviously the ref Snyder drop fly ball was a, a shitty note for his outing to end on. Not his fucking fault. What'd they say? A 99% catch probability? Yeah, 99. But like the biggest been 100%. thing. You, oh, easily. But the biggest thing is he doesn't sit out there and kind of fall apart. Follows it right up with a K and he walks off the mound. Yeah. That's maturity. And like, that's the stuff when you're looking for a young pitcher who's not going to get rattled. And like you said, he has emotion on the mound, but the emotion's not getting to him. I think early on, we saw him get a little riled up out there a few Mm -hmm. times. Understandably, whatever it is, he's kind of railed it in, whether it's through core or whoever's kind of talked him down to it. You see the maturity and like, say what you want for him to pitch like he has against AL East teams. Nick Pavetta can't do that. Like, let's just be real. Nick Pavetta is a guy who's been with the Red Sox, you know, dating back to the end of 2020 now, but he had all last year. He's had his time to adjust. You have a kid who came up this year who had like 50 innings at AAA, and he's already doing this in the big leagues. Nick Pavetta gave up two home runs in his start against the Yankees, which means that he has faced them five times this year. Five times. I think that's right. Five times, and he's given up two home runs in every single start. Each. Not like an average of he has given up two home runs every time that he's pitched against the Yankees this year, which I believe has been five times. Uh, not great. No. And, and the, the, the work against the Orioles, the Jays, it's all bad. Tampa, like Nick Pavetta against the AL East this year has been atrocious. It's not just the Yankees. I mean, the homers have been bad for Pavetta, uh, but it's against the AL East that he, he has sucked cheeks <laughs> this year. You want to hear a horrendous stat from uh, Julian McWilliams? Yes, please. So, Pavetta now has a 681 ERA this season against the American League East. That's the 10th highest ever by a pitcher with at least 13 starts in the division. That's 10th out of nearly 1,300 pitchers in the divisional era. Bad. All-time bad. Big bad. Very can't bad. do that. Got, got it, you know, you're a fifth starter. Like that, that's all you can kind of view himself or view him as. You can never trust him in a postseason series, at least starting in that kind of spot. Mm-hmm. At this moment, we know what he did in the playoffs last year. It's just it's he's so inconsistent. He's one of the most inconsistent pitchers I've ever seen. And you know, you don't want him being one of your main starters going into a playoff series right now. That would be a bad situation going into next year. The other thing I wanted to hit on, Tristan Casas, uh, another homer. And it pretty much all of his hits are home runs. <laughs> like I, I think he, uh, how many hits does he have in the year? And how many hits are home runs? Like, I think he, like all but two hits are maybe homers. 
That sounds right because obviously three of his home, three of his four homers have come against the Yankees now, which is a nice thing. Okay, six hits, four home runs. Which I love, by the way, because I know Tristan Casas does not profile to be Joey Gallo. Like he's not going to hit 160 with 40 homers. That's not the type of player that he is. Uh, I think you, if you continue to watch the at bats. Because, you know, you get the shit bags in my mentions all night. We're fighting about Casas and his uh, batting average. They're like, yeah, this, this, is your, this is your guy. This is your top prospect, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's hitting fucking 056 and this and that. Like, if you watch the at-bats, the fact that when he does make contact, the balls are absolutely smoked. But he also knows the strike zone. That at bat that he had, I can't remember what inning it was, uh, but it was against Nestor. Had a bat against Nestor, took four pitches. All four were balls, but the count was two and two. And then the fifth pitch was just right down the cock and he didn't swing at it. So it was strike three, but the count should have been four and one at that point. Uh, So you can see that he has a great strike zone awareness. And if you can get that down, at the age of 22 and you can have you have you already have the power that he has once you start making contact you're talking about an elite hitter at this level it's just a matter of you know you got to fucking make contact you got to swing the bat it's not even like he's swinging and missing he's just not really swinging he's he's almost gotten called up just to track pitches <laughs> like that's what he's been doing he's just been doing a lot of tracking and he's had some bad luck like the babips 071 like like we talked about Brian Bayo a couple months ago and his BABIP was way over 300. His is way below 300. So he's had bad luck. 300 is league average. So there's been bad luck there. The other thing is, what do we talk about with Kyle Schwarber that we missed so much? Was that plate approach last year? That guy that could work an account, work pitchers, make guys, starters come out of games early instead of everyone going deep against you, which has been like one of the biggest stories of this year. We talked about how shitty the Red Sox chase rate was in that first couple months, and it's still, it's just not where you want it to be. Tristan Casas already, obviously hasn't played that many games. He has the best chase rate on all the Red Sox at 15.6%. Tommy Pham's second on the team at 21.6%. So if you're hoping to go into next year with a guy who can work counts, a guy who knows how to work a pitcher and wear them down, Tristan Casas is that thing for you. He's what you look forward to, and you know why we love the old Red Sox teams were because they bullied pitchers in that way. He's cut from that cloth. Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that all checks out to me. You've been liking Casas so far. I mean, would obviously like to see, see him hit for average a little bit more, but yeah. like, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like O'Neill Cruz. Like yeah. O'Neill Cruz, once he gets a hold of it, it's fucking gone. mashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that uh, Cassis probably. I don't. I'm not going to say that he's going to be a better player than o- O'Neill Cruz, but he has like a better plate awareness, better approach in a lot of ways. Like O'Neill Cruz never walks, doesn't hit for average, only home run, only home runs basically. But he hits a lot of them. And he strikes out a lot. Yeah. That'll change. I mean, I can at least guarantee that with Casas. I don't know about O'Neill Cruz, but a lot of people, a lot of people are high on him. I am as well. Um, 
and you look at it right now, it's 12 walks of 14 Ks. You don't see that for many rookies. You don't. He's still only 22. And as bad as the batting average is, according to Way to Runs Created Plus, Fangraphs, you know, metric for measuring what a hitter is, he's at 100. He's been a league average hitter since he came up, even with the batting average being that bad because he has a 310 OBP right now. How many walks? 12, to, uh, 12 walks to 14 Ks in 17 games. So <laughs> it's hilarious, but O'Neill Cruz has walked uh, 23 times a season. That's the difference. In 78 games, he's walked 23 times. How many strikeouts? 120. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jake Stakes. Jake Stakes, you got any takes on this series, Jake? Uh, my take was going to be, I kind of just wish Pat showed up because at one point during everything on Friday night, he offered me, I think, a trip to Jamaica. So I was, I was hoping to follow what? up with him on that. Why did he offer you a trip to Jamaica? He said due to unforeseen circumstances, he no longer needs it. So if I want it, it's up for grabs. Oh, that sounds like trouble in paradise of fucking Sandra if you're asking me. Mm. So yeah, I would ask what the catch is there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like I don't need this anymore, but uh it's a it's a fucking <laughs> it's a heart shaped bed and uh <laughs> next to a jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> in the room. Right. I mean that's fine though. I mean, you know, Jake. I could see Jake from. absolutely tearing it up in a in a bedside jacuzzi. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd have a good time. Yeah. Jake Jake seems like a, a whistle in the club guy in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. He's the he's like the Vuvuzela guy. Yeah. Just just blowing into that horn the entire party. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just really letting it rip. Jake, yeah, Jake. you kind of got got off scot-free here. Anything happen to you besides getting free trips on Friday night? Not really. I mean, I I was actually pretty drunk, but I don't think anyone there could seem drunk because of Tyler. Like he just sort of <laughs> set the tone as the drunk guy. So in comparison, the drunk guy. Everybody else was just kind of chilling. You've yeah. also had some experience with Pat. Before, yeah, I know so. how it goes with Pat. Yeah. Yeah, we love Pat. I'll be better the next time. I promise you. I think so too. I don't want you to be better next time. Like, I want to experience it for the first time as well. I, I want you to have a better, uh, better landing. That's it. That's, that's what I'll root for. I, I just don't want to puke that much again. But even still, I think for me to consider it a win, that tells you because I hate anything that's party or anything related. So I did it. You guys brought it out of me. You found a way. <laughs> The alarm went off. Oh, right before the stop and shop. Look ahead. No, we can, we're still going to do the shop and shop. Look ahead. But it was more just like a, hey, it's time, it's time, to, it's time to bring it on home. But it didn't make a noise. And it would have been funny if it made a noise because it was about to go off when you were like, Jake just got off scot-free. Like, what, what have you got to say for yourself? And then it was like, two, one. <laughs> but it didn't make a fucking noise, which is really upsetting because that would have been very funny. I'm glad because um, the people people always want. Oh, to you know what? You know why it didn't make a fucking noise? Because my phone is attached to the Bluetooth on the soundboard, and I have it turned all the way down. 
when I'm not playing clips. So it would have went off on the show. Fuck. Absolutely. That's on me then. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me to not see that and recognize that. Human error. That's why we love this great game of baseball. Human error. That's what makes the what makes the great replace thing. Jared with the robot host. So <laughs> what makes this game great. Human error. The naked eye. The ability to to make a mistake and to say and to look the fans in the eye and say, "Hey, I fucked up." And that's what you're witnessing here tonight on this podcast. The stop and shop. Look ahead. It's a four game series of the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, man, every fucking time we play this team, it's the same dickheads every fucking time. Every time. And I'm like, oh, is it Bradish or Bradish, Tyler? <laughs> every fucking time. Connor Siebold versus Jordan Lyles. Michael Walker versus Kyle Bradish. Rich Hill versus Dean the Cream Machine. Nick Pavetta versus Mike Bowman. Like, who fuck... End the goddamn season. Just end it. End the season. Uh, I will say on the Rich Hill day, Nate Evaldi looks like he's going to piggyback him. So if you're looking for something to look forward to, this is prob- this could be the end of the Nate Evaldi, or Nate Evaldi era in Boston. Didn't he, didn't he just uh, get shelled in fucking Worcester? Yeah. Dom Smith took him deep for a two-run blast. Uh, was supposed to go four or five innings, only made it three. And he was sitting 94, 96. So once again, the velo was not what it needs to be. That's bad. That velo doesn't bounce back. Uh, that answers your question about whether you should bring him back or not. God damn. Hmm. Right. You really don't want to do this. No. No. I'm so over this goddamn season. And and the moment that I knew it was okay to to really just lay into that take that I'm so fucking over this season was like when they were deciding to to call the game tonight, like Alex Cora was talking to Aaron Boone, and it's a two nothing like the Red Sox are about to get swept in a four game series. It's two nothing. Like you could easily there's plenty of baseball left. Like if you really wanted to make a stink about it. You'd be like, no, you have three innings left. Like it's a two-run game. Of course, we got to finish against Red Sox, Yankees. Alex is just like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, you guys win. Shake your hand. All right, love you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's like you know, they want to go home. We want to go home. It's been a long year. Like the part that you wanted to see in this game was Brian Bayo, and he was done. Maybe you wanted to see sixty-one. No, 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 no. It's a series ask. win. The fact that he didn't hit it, that's a series win to me. I don't care what anybody I, says. I was going to ask, is there any like moral victory yes. that like, he didn't hit yes. it? Yes. Amazing. That is the victory. A four game, like he's sitting on 60 fucking homers. 60. This man has hit 60 home runs. And the next home run is going to tie Roger Maris. And everyone's going to be coming themselves with ah, Roger Maris. And the Red Sox have to be the team that's sitting there watching that happen. And it's a four-game series at rinky-dink Yankee Stadium. And he didn't hit a home run. 
even better, he really did think he went deep. Uh, what was it? Thursday night in the ninth inning. He thought he had the moment. He thought he had the walk off to beat the Red Sox, the tie Roger Maris, all this stuff. And Maddie Batpack ends up getting the job done to get out of the ninth inning. Yeah. Yeah. I also suck think on that. that. They had the horniest cameramen working oh. the series. My goodness. Oh. Just absolutely shooting their loads straight to center field, thinking every fly ball was a home run. <laughs> also, it Can you does blame bring them though? Me, like, think about how many me- people probably paid like. 5x face value just to be there for that. Well, that's my moral victory is that a bunch of fucking Yankees fans just are out so much money for nothing <laughs> trying to trying to get their their grubby hands on fucking Aaron Judge's historic home run ball. Now it's going to end up in the fucking lap of somebody in Toronto in the next yeah. few days. It's going to land gonna in make a fucking so happy. A bucket of poutine. <laughs> <laughs> I love just that. some fucking gourd from Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. Hey, sorry. Gonna, hey, you know, hey, you know, play puck score goals, eh? He's gonna get to <laughs> fucking sell his entire farm. Play puck. After play he puck score goals, eh? You want your ball Aaron back? Judge's eh? home run ball. Hey, you know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're so nice in Toronto, like. They could probably get what two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the sixty-one home run ball. They're gonna be like, sorry, sorry for kitchen eight. Here you go. <laughs> Why is he Scottish? It's good. Oh, this that's accent's very good. Keep that's going. They're gonna that's be like, Canadian. yeah, you you can have this home run ba- ball back for free. We get free health care. So <laughs> here you go. Yeah. Sorry. That's a, that's the thing that Toronto fans love to chirp about a lot is that they get free health care. That's mean. I mean, I I save so much money on healthcare by just never going to the doctor. <laughs> I am gonna go though. I I talked about this on Baseball's Dead. I made a whole list of things that are physically wrong with me that have accrued over the last six years since I last seen a doctor. And I was like, I think, I think it's time to go. How, how many years has it been for you, Jared? Uh, I think it's. I was right before I moved to New York, so about five years. Twenty seven. Okay, that's worse than me. I'm on three years because my pediatrician threw me out on the streets. Yeah, you're too old for that. Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. That's not fair. They have a beard, dude. So what? I had a beard when I was in high school. Okay. You're you're a little bit too old to get your balls checked and then get a lollipop on the way out the door. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's too old for that, number one. And number two, it's hard to find a doctor and I'm in the process of doing it. Nobody wants to take on new patients. I don't disagree with that. Uh, it's part. pretty easy to get a new doctor. What is that fucking app called? This is not an ad, but there's like an app. It's like fucking. I'm not picking my doctor through an app. Yeah, but it's like, that's what it's for. It's to like find a doctor near you. That's and like there. It's like rated and everything. I think it begins with like a Z. There's probably people that are in the medical profession that are screaming the name of it. Like listening to this. Screw Brockton pediatrician. That is all. <laughs> you got kicked out the club. I'd I'm, I'm much rather get kicked out of that than the cask. I guess. We'll see. We'll see yeah. which one does more damage to me over the long term because I'm definitely not healthy. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to the doctor this offseason. I'm getting, I'm getting everything checked just to make sure. Are you scared they're going to like diagnose you with something? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have some sort of terminal illness. Yeah. 
I had like a, I actually, I did the same thing. I didn't go to the doctor for like five years and I went this past year and yeah, I had to go get an ultrasound because they were like, they like panicked about something that they felt and I went and got an ultrasound everything was normal. And my doctor, (laughs) my new doctor was like, uh, yeah, that's probably my match. (laughs) Okay, cool. I got to find a new doctor. (laughs) Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. Maybe we'll live stream it. <laughs> if you got any doctor recommendations, please pass them along. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll get you that app. Jared Once I live streaming up. himself getting a physical would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, you'd be like, you haven't been here since when? <laughs> You're how old? Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. So, Pete, you don't get a lollipop or anything at the regular doctor? Mm. I bet you they get. They still got lollipops there. They probably got lollipops for the kids that are there with like their parents getting checkups. Yeah, I didn't get one. I didn't get any cool band-aids either. Uh, Yikes. No Rugrats band-aid for me. Just a fucking free trip to the goddamn hospital to get an (laughs) ultrasound for no problem. I'm better safe than sorry. (laughs) Do you get it? I get it. I get it. Fuck you, that was funny. <laughs> uh, Jordan Lyles. He is the most average pitcher you've ever seen. He's 11 and 11, 450 ERA, 139 whip, and a 7.1 strikeouts per nine. Led the American League in earned runs in 2020 and 2021. Leads the AL and hits allowed this year. He sucks. All right, he sucks. The Orioles are 15 and 15 when he starts. The Red Sox hit 307 with an 839 OPS. All right, that's a win. By the way, oh no, never mind. I fucked up. I I thought I correctly predicted. No, they got swept. I said one out of three. They got swept. Uh, Kyle Bradish. Keep track of this for me, Jake. So far, we're, oh, we're 1 and 0. We're 1 and 0 in this series. Uh, 4 and 7, a 465, a 135 whip, and 8.4 strikeouts per nine. Uh, he's basically just fucking Lyles, but a rookie. Uh, 438 FIP for Lyles. Bradish is, Bradish is 430. It's, they're the same guy. All right. That, all right. 2-0. and 2-0. and The cream machine. He's actually having a good year. 8-5, and 5, 307 ERA, a 122 whip with a 6.4 strikeouts per nine. Uh, the BABIP, 303. The FIP, 350. He's faced the Red Sox twice this year. He gave up four earned runs the first time, one earned run the second time. And these were both in August. The Orioles are 11 and six when he pitches. That feels like a loss. All right, we're two and one, Jake. And then Mike Bowman, one and three, a 432 ERA, a 144 whip. <laughs> Literally, no one has ever heard of Mike Bowman before. <laughs> you heard of this guy, Tyler? Who? Yeah. This guy's made up. Uh, he's only started two games this year and nine relief appearances. He's more of an opener than a legit starter. 13 innings in September across four appearances. Pitched once in June and once in May. The rest of, of his appearances were in April. He does throw hard, but he fucking sucks. 96 mile an hour fastball, 388 batting average against and a 531 slug. He sucks. The Orioles are two and nine. All right, so we're taking three out of four. That's my prediction. We're taking three out of four in the series. That guy sucks. The other two guys suck. Um, and the cream machine is actually legit. So I'm going to give him some, some respect. 
Uh, prediction time, Red Sox taking three out of four in this series. Pete? I don't fucking care. Split. <laughs> little split piece. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not going to be. I'm not going to be positive. I, I, I can't throw myself in that light right now. I'm not you being lost. positive. I'm just being realistic. All right. Sure. If you want to call it that, I'll, I'll go with the split. I think that's trying to be happy. There's no Bayo day in this series, so it's already something I'm not happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Nate Evaldi coming back, these last couple starts will mean a lot emotionally. So there's a little bit there. Yeah, I, I think they find a way. They, they've had some tough luck losses. They're going to hit a little bit. These pitchers, their rotation isn't that good. Give me, give me the split. I'll take that. Jake? They're not going to but sweep. <laughs> you think they're going to sweep? They won't, but yeah. They won't. <laughs> They won't sweep, but Jake has the Red Sox sweep. Jake is like a 3,000 IQ. He never says who is going to sweep. Just yeah. they. They're they. going to sweep. Hmm. It's a good call. Good call, Jake. Um, all right. Anything else that we want to hit on? I mean, we told you it was going to be an hour pod, and it's about an hour and 20. So... Anything else? Glaring? You knew it wasn't going to be an hour. Did I forget something? I don't think so. Nothing nothing worth it. Okay. Eric Hosmer might be back at the end of the week for some uh, reason. I don't I don't know why. I I have no clue why they felt the need for him to come back and play a couple games, but here we are. Okay. Can you oh. try and call Pat? Yes. He's definitely asleep. That's fine. He's not going to answer. That's fine. Just, we got to try. You think, you? what are the chances that Pat Light answers this call? He might actually, we might actually wake him up from a slide. I, I feel like Pat Light is a ringer on kind of guy. He's going to answer. Your call has been. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he is uh, was quicker than his career. Yeah. Oh, Damn, Jesus dude. Me. Flamed his ass. I'm sorry, Pat. Flamed not him. Even, not even. Didn't even wait for him to, to show up on the podcast. Before Damn, dude. Legit flamed his ass. All right. Um, I have one parting, one parting thing. Oh, okay. Red yeah. Sox, shut down John Schreiber. He's throwing 91-92 out there and looks like absolute dog shit. Why do you feel the need to kill all your relievers? Please, he's one of the few good things you have out there. Fix it. Shut him down. You waited too long with Garrett Whitlock. Now he needs surgery. Don't ruin John Schreiber. That is all. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, that was sad watching him out there. He got beat on a slider, though, right? Uh, yeah, it was the hardest hit ball off of him all season. But it's it just like the velo's down. What, what are you doing to him? You, you haven't, you're leaving him out there. You're not even pulling him when things go slightly wrong. You're just telling him to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Why? What are you getting out of this? I'm with you. I don't understand. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a broken man as it pertains to this team. Like, I just, I don't, I like, don't even like recognize the team. 
like when I watch this team, like I don't, I'm like this, you're wearing my uniform. I just don't, this isn't my team. Like I'm just re- like, I know that there are so many pieces on this team right now that are not going to be pieces on next year's team. I'm just ready to see what next year's team looks like. Cause this ain't it. This ain't it. They're just playing out the string. And we're not going to just play out the string on this podcast. I feel like this was, this was, despite the fact that we don't give a fuck about the games anymore and uh, we wanted to be done with this in an hour, we still gave you more than an hour. And I feel like it was, it was good content tonight. I so, enjoyed it. It's a good show. Jake, was it a good show? Great pod. Yeah, it was a great pod. Mm. Yeah, we, you basically got a happy flight, happy pod after a four-game sweep to the Yankees. Yeah, because so, I, I do feel like the rain, the rain helped. She's <laughs> like, okay, enough of this. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, fuck it. We didn't have felt to like watch the Red Sox bullpen bit. tonight. Like that's a major win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 got to see what we came to see. We want to see Bayo, and Judge didn't posterize the Red Sox. So it is genuinely funny that I feel like the, the rain bailing us out. Of having to watch the Red Sox was like a big win. Huge. Huge win. <sighs> One fucking hiccup or show. Oh, I also will say congrats to Brian Bayo on his first uh, complete game of his career. Yeah, good call. The uh, Devon Hansack game. You remember that? He had, I think he's throwing out the first pitch for the Sea Dogs in like a week or something. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter the other day. To, to like remember his like six inning one hitter? Or no I, hitter. I think yeah, I think he had some accomplishment when he was in double A as well, that they're bringing him back just to have a a night for him to celebrate his greatness. Hero. Goat. <laughs> the best to, to ever do it that no one remembers that he did it. <laughs> but he did it. But he did it. He did it. He did it. Hand sack forever, baby. All right. We'll leave you on that note. We, we do all that, Reed Jake, right? Got them all. Got them all. All right. Enjoy your week of Red Sox baseball. Uh, we will be back. This is a four-game series. So we'll be back on Friday morning. All right. We'll be back on Friday morning. Um, we'll see you then. And... Uh, May may God be with you all. Buenas noches, amigos. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.